Hello again, fine friends on the internet. You're Aiden. And you're Lindsay. Together we are Bickering Peaks. Peaks. Hey. We did that, that in unison. That, that was, was pretty good. That's we rare didn't. for us to do anything <laughs> in coordination. Yeah. We did not practice this. Uh, okay, so we are here to discuss the exciting Blu-ray and DVD release of Twin Peaks, a limited series. Mm-hmm. Event better known as season three or the return. The return or... I'm really not sure what we're supposed to call it. Anymore. No, I don't think anybody has any idea. Uh, but anyway, it was released yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, after having spent quite yeah, a yeah, few hours, a hours watching, watching it, everything, yeah. uh, and we had some excitement trying to get it. <laughs> yeah, apparently the whole world's had excitement trying to get it. Yeah, it seems like uh, demand vastly. Uh, outstripped supply. Outstripped supply. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people, ourselves included, who had pre-ordered them on Amazon were unable to collect them yesterday. Um, we ended up... I, I I was working yesterday at a junior high... No, it was an elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I went on my lunch break to the mall a couple blocks away and found an indie record store that was selling them. So I got lucky, but a lot of people didn't. So um, for those of you out there uh, listening to this and who haven't received yours yet we're fingers crossed that either amazon or best buy or whoever you zavi whoever you ordered it through will pull through and that you'll get your copy before christmas um but we are going to be discussing the the some of the details of yeah some of the, of features, the blu-ray yeah. And, yeah. and uh dvd special features especially mm-hmm. so if you are spoiler averse you may want to switch off now and wait until you have your hands on your own box set so that uh, we don't spoil anything inadvertently, because that would really yeah dampen that would, the mood. Yeah, yeah, especially since you didn't get it yeah. when you wanted to. So um, we're just bragging. So <laughs> no, it's not bragging. It's it's actually kind of exciting. I think that it, I mean it sucks that nobody that not got everybody it, yeah. got it, but I think it's a sign that people are still desperately hungry for Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. That that more people ordered it than they had anticipated. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I that's mean, good. Put a positive spin on it as yeah. a few people we're doing yeah we'll join in at that course yeah for sure um so, so Lindsay, yeah aiden thoughts thoughts what were your overall impressions well i i we haven't watched any of the episodes yet any of the parts i did you did i know i quickly checked the video and audio just quality just wanted to see it it's, it was the exact same as what we were getting streaming oh so was it okay it was it was very nice very pretty still yeah everything looks great uh i mean we did we have a 4k tv set obviously i think the blu-ray is only for 1080p anyways mm-hmm. but um we only have a 1080p player in the playstation so uh but it looked great it looked really and it sounded nice. good yeah audio was i expected great it again. would <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I'm they're not, not gonna I'm skimp not, on that yeah. yeah yeah uh but mostly what i want to talk about is the is these special features mm-hmm. so on the on the blu-ray set there were six hours plus an additional 80 minutes um that aren't available on the dvd the the special features that aren't included, as far as I can tell, and I don't have this. You know, we don't have both copies. Compared, yeah, yeah, but I think there's um, th- there are three documentaries that are included on the Blu-ray that aren't included on the DVD, and they include the two uh, Richard Bamer documentaries that he mm-hmm. filmed behind the scenes um, in the Red Room, and then well, I think they were both kind of in the Red Room, yeah, like kind yeah, of on on yeah. sound stages, those yeah. sets. 
And then one that uh, was Charles de la Zarica, who um, did a week on location, the first week of filming on location, it, it I think like, it yeah. Sound, yeah. sounded like, in the Snoqualmie North Bend area. So, and that one was uh, my favorite of the documentaries that we watched, honestly. there. In addition yeah. to that, there's, there's these 10 half-hour-ish short film documentaries yeah. almost that chronicle an individual scene what like scene well, by scene like, yeah but even the, even within them there's a bunch of crossover yeah, and stuff, yeah. but uh they were filmed by jason s who's an uh, um he's collaborated with david lynch quite mm-hmm. often as a documentarian and uh so these have um more of a moody feel to them yeah, they, they, they open with i don't know how would you describe it well they're they're it's they're basically I don't know. He picks a theme. He picks a, a setting, a mood. Uh, he has this guy with a German accent that <laughs> kind of describe in poetic terms yeah. this mood. Uh, and then he films, uh, he pieces together really kind of uh, a nice blend of insightful and moody um, kind of behind the scenes stuff. It's it's all very much focused on David Lynch. Mm-hmm. I'd say he's in about 90% of the shots, <laughs> uh, even more. And it's his process. It's, yeah. you know, it's everything from talking to actors to meeting actors to, you know, going discussing off things tangents. with the script supervisor yeah. or with Sabrina Sutherland or with, you know, whoever, Peter Deming. There's all of the, the big names that were uh, part of the cast and crew are represented. Yeah. And it's it's tremendously fascinating to watch this yeah. this process. Um, I think I wrote up in our in the 25 years later review that I did for this that it's it's kind of terrifying at times um seeing how intense david lynch can get yeah when he's describing to ike the spike how to kill lorraine mm-hmm. and he just gets in there and it's, it's like, like just wow. really rip it in there yeah like, it's whoa. incredible it's and it's really cool david lynch swearing which is I know. we always thought you know he's such a boy scout um but no way he, he swears but he's, he's dropping f-bombs all and, over the place yeah so it's but it's cool to see that it's yeah. it's like another side to Twin Peaks that you never really expected that you get to see. So in total, some all of these special feature documentary behind the scenes things um, give this multi layered, multifaceted view of what production was like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's the impression you get from what what was the production like? Do you think? How do you uh, well, what it, feeling do you get when you watch these? I feel like. This is a typical David Lynch set because he, you know, everyone was saying this is the crew that he's worked with mm. since Lost Highway. This mm-hmm. is the these are the actors that he's worked with his whole career. He's yeah. brought them all together here. Um, so everybody knows him. You yeah. know, and not everybody knows everybody, but everybody knows him. Yeah. Uh, and everybody looks to him for guidance. And he he has good. They have a good understanding together. I think there's some <laughs> there's some obvious uh Things that they work well together. I don't know how long well they get along, but uh, <laughs> there's a bit of that. You know, yeah. the uh, not to point any names, but uh, the uh, the assistant director whose job is to you know keep everyone in line. You know, is obviously going to clash heads with. <laughs> you know, he's the one who has to deal with logistics and all that. Well, stuff. and and discipline. And discipline. It's exactly. just like in a school. You got yeah. the principal that glad he, hands everyone <laughs> and kind of sets the tone for the whole the whole school, yeah. and then you have the AP who yeah. is the one who suspends you when you <laughs> get out of you hand. know bunk off. For yeah. the afternoon yeah yeah so the uh, ad does a similar <laughs> job here and obviously you know uh but i mean everyone seems to get along it's it's it is it's professional though it's a little more it's not as not as laughing not as happy-go-lucky as as i would have imagined just because 
everyone says, oh, David Lynch is such a great guy and he's easygoing and everything like that. But he's pretty intense still when he's when he's giving his direction, well, and, especially with the actors. And very hands on, too. Like mm-hmm. that was something oh, that yeah. I think I'd read about, but I hadn't seen it um we haven't seen David Lynch in art life, so no. or the art life. But we, uh, you know, you you hear about this stuff that he he'll act out the scene with the actors, or he'll be very hands on when it comes to giving direction, and you see that. Like there's um, the the scene where he's giving direction to Kale and Tidbit mm-hmm. <laughs> about the, the Tom hotel room scene. And, uh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, and Laura Dern. Laura Dern, yeah. And he's right in there, and he's he's describing, he's he's explaining exactly what the actions are as they're doing the actions, or right before they do the actions. Like he's right in there, and sometimes he's closing his eyes, and he's you can tell he's picturing it in his head as he's describing it. It's I I don't have any experience. the The only film set I've ever been on was a, a commercial for Fruity Pebbles back in two thousand one. <laughs> My aunt and uncle both work in the film industry in Vancouver, so I got to be on the set of a Fruity Pebbles commercial. <laughs> Definitely not the same as a Damien Lynch production. So I can speak to that kind of um, environment overall. But yeah. it does seem like it's it's he would be. I totally understand why people say he's a great director to work with because mm-hmm. he really gives you exactly what you need to do the scene effectively. Yeah. And it, there's no ambiguity. Like I think, you know, sometimes I was watching him describe something to Jim Belushi or somebody. Right. And, and he's basically just regurgitating what they would have had in the script when they when they signed on to do the role right sure. or after they signed on the role to do the role more likely uh they see their script and they're like okay these are the scenes i'm going to do um and he's com- he's saying oh well, we're doing them out of order so he's giving them the whole backstory that was in the script like mm-hmm. he, they would have been able to see this and say oh, okay yes we're doing this unless they get the script the day of or the day before which is possible um but it was very nice to watch him say okay I don't care what you read in the script. If you read into it properly or not, I'm going to walk you through what your character is at in this particular yeah, point in time. So there's no confusion. Yeah. Exactly. And they can they can ask their questions. Uh, even when he's doing a NIDO, or NATO as he yes. says it, uh, when he's prepping her, uh, you know, she has... Always the, blind. <laughs> always blind. Like <laughs> every time he's talking woman. to her, she... I mean, it must take a long time to do makeup, so she yeah. probably just shows up on set early and then yeah. she's there all day <laughs> blind uh so he's describing everything to her and she, um you know she's asking a couple questions and like am, you I, know, afraid am or, I afraid or yeah, you know exactly. whatever and and he's just he's very patient with them he's he's just like no not 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 quite this you're you're here you're you're doing this but you're 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 okay but you're you're a little peaked and stuff like yeah. that you know and it's it's he's speaking to the emotions of uh what i think an actor really appreciates which is mm-hmm. what what am i feeling in this moment because yeah. The, the script is going to tell me what I'm saying and doing, but I need to know what's inside so that I can Well, and the convey. other thing is, I mean, with any film production or TV production, you often film out of order. I, I don't know of any films that are filmed in order. Yeah. So <laughs> you go from one scene to the next, and maybe there's weeks in between filming those two scenes. On screen, they have to flow. So mm-hmm. it, having your director, who is also your writer, one of your writers, yeah. and Mark Frost was on set too. We saw, yeah, we saw him... Uh, in the background of, of a lot of these documentary shots. So um, it's so helpful. I, I can imagine that that's um, absolutely necessary to have that because it keeps that flow, right? Mm-hmm. So you can um, have a consistency there. The other thing that I thought was really interesting is how well the actors know David, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And I keep thinking to the, to the one where um, they're filming the sheriff station scene, the final Mm-hmm. Um, showdown between Freddie and Bob and then Diane appears and um, 
David Lynch is, is talking to Laura Dern and he says, the time is 253. What's 253? And she knows right away that it's 10, the number of completion, because I, I work with David Lynch. And I'm, I just love that, that that is yeah. how her mind works because mm-hmm. she's been working with him for so long. I think I saw a tweet, Machen Amick did something similar with numerology around the number nine, maybe or something yeah. before the series was released. And he he gave a speech early on about his the time he wakes up in the morning and all the numbers on his clock have to add up to seven before he can wake <laughs> yeah, up. Right. Like numerology, which we all thought was important and we all knew it was important, is so much more important than we <laughs> thought to the actual to David Lynch himself. And yeah. and I think the fact that that these actors who have worked with him for so long and over so many projects are able to kind of yeah, respond that to that and exactly, channel that yeah. is is uh, it's pretty cool to see. It's telling you, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you have a favorite part that of, of the special features or anything that you thought was well, really illuminating? To, or? To, to touch on one of your points, I found his scenes with uh, Cheryl and Fenn were really interesting because he, there was some off-screen drama and mm. she didn't want to do what, how they'd written it, so they rewrote it for her. She, she references was, that in, yeah, one, in yeah, one part. Yeah, uh, which is great, but I mean, it's... I mean, they they connected like he's whispering. I mean, he was only whispering to her. Everybody else, he'd take him aside and he'd talk to them. Mm-hmm. But with with Sharon Fenn with Audrey, he had to he had to whisper. He didn't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. It's between him and her. Um, the the details of this scene, and I yeah. thought that was just uh, incredible. I mean, that, I think it's very telling because I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of characters that didn't come back. Yeah. Um, important ones and. Yeah. He rewrote it just for her. Like yeah. he, th- this character, especially, uh, and I think also the actress was really important to him. And yeah. he, it, it's, uh, it was really telling in that in that sequence. And I, I just love that. I thought it was that's very David Lynch. Yes. Um, but the other thing we should talk about is is so there are these main documentaries. Um, There's other fun stuff too. Yeah. Like that that comes along with the with uh, on an earlier disc. So a lot of these the ten shorts are on a, a separate bonus disc. Yeah. Then on other discs, peppered throughout, there's like the Rancho Rosa logos. Yeah. All of them, which I thought it was really cool because it's just we poured over those when they first came out, looking for meaning and looking for clues. And when we figured out that the colors were different, it was like what? Oh my god! So you get to see all of those. Yeah. Um, there's the comic-con panel yes the 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 whole hour-long comic-con panel which if you haven't seen it it's it's fun it's definitely interesting we haven't watched it yet that's the one we haven't watched that's the one thing we haven't watched um but we paid attention when it was on uh yeah in last summer so um and saw clips of it from then so um and then there were so there were two richard bramer documentaries and and this is something i guess he'd done with david lynch in the past david lynch just given him a camera and said go go film something while i'm well he did he did season two the the um he did photographs yes he did. Uh, the season two Stills finale of, yeah. he went with david lynch to india. india to study or not to study but to look at the origins of the maharishi mahesh yogi who is the originator of transcendental meditation and uh so richard Bamer hops on a plane and goes to india with david lynch so he's he's like another documentary it's it's so interesting that david lynch wants documentaries made about his process mm-hmm. and and in this way uh, we get a chance to see it. It's that was really cool to me. Yeah, and and his were especially interesting because it was mostly on the red room yeah. uh, set. Um, so you really got to see how they how they build it. Um, how you know, and and Richard Bramer especially, I I feel had a a good sense of um, or at least wanting to show a light on the people who are not uh, on camera. So yes. the, a lot of the set decorators, the the 
yeah, the grips, the dollies, uh, operators, all these people who, you know, work tirelessly behind the scenes. Uh, he really showed the guy sweeping the floor, you know, that yeah, was, that was one yeah, of the exactly. shots. Um, so. Yeah, but it's, it's from an actor's perspective. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, um, interacting with, with the actors that are waiting for their time on, on the set, or he's filming them from, you know, up above over the curtain, you know, not, not in a place where you would just be able to go. Right. Which is really cool. He had just this unfettered access and everybody knew, you know, it's Ben Horn just, you know, filming a documentary behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, really illuminating to see some of the backwards talking scenes that that Cheryl Lee did. Um, Yeah. Well, the whole Cheryl Lee sequence yes with like her amazing. being sucked out of the red room and how they film that and well, the it, discussions <laughs> behind the scenes about how they're going to achieve this effect and oh, it's not right it looks like an old folks home elevator <laughs> and like really really interesting cool stuff that you know you would never see yeah. because you just see the finished product but there was and yeah. uh Sabrina Sutherland just lugging around this laptop everywhere yes, she goes the woman must have amazing arms she's just <laughs> holding her laptop the everywhere she's everywhere got she her goes, laptop she's got it out and and it was hilarious they're like oh well how did we do the original scene and they just pulled it up on YouTube yes that was original, amazing the, the original yeah, uh, red, red room, room scene, scene yeah. with Cooper and Laura yeah uh and they just watched that and they're like okay I'll just do that again yeah basically like and, they would actually show show Cheryl and Kyle like this is, this is how, how it's going it to look. Happened, and then let's just do it again. And yeah. they did it. Obviously, yeah. it turned out exactly yeah. <laughs> like we expected. So a few things that didn't make it into the final yes. script, too, or the final um, cut, cut, but that were evidently scripted. So um, things that we're not going to. I don't remember exactly the lines that they said, no. but some scenes with the giant in the red room, mm-hmm. with the fireman in the red room. Um, uh, lines that Laura read that yeah. weren't included. Makes me wonder, since we're seeing that now, if at some point they will release the original script before it was edited down. Because I think, among other things, seeing all of these cuts would be really interesting, what they kept and what they excluded. Um, That would be, in addition to this documentary um, look into the production, that would be really illuminating. Just as as it was for all of us who have read, you know, original shooting scripts versus you know yeah, first drafts yeah 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 versus watching what, yeah, what made it on tv um and then the final one was uh sorry i forgot his name already the other documentary at the very yes beginning. charles de lazarica's um wait it was called a very lovely dream and it was a week in twin peaks that um i i that was the first one of the first documentaries we watched tonight and or last night i guess and um I cried. I literally cried. There were there were a lot of really poignant, touching moments. Seeing these actors sometimes meeting um, on these sets for the first time in twenty five years. You know, Kimmy Robertson explaining how she was escorted into the building. David Lynch wanted her to be escorted into the building with someone on each arm, and she didn't understand why until she stepped into the sheriff's department and her knees buckled because it was like walking back in time and. Um, stuff like that that was just really really sweet really sweet and being able to hear those stories uh, seeing how he responded David Lynch responded to Michael Sarah on set and how he only had to do two takes of his big you know Dharma speech yeah he he was all prepped to do yeah like like, six or seven he's like I'll do it however long it takes and then he got it first time yeah (laughs) you got one more in you yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah that was that was great 
it also included all of the uh, the teaser trailers that we all saw mm-hmm. and we all waited eagerly for all from oh, so, last yeah. winter all the way through to the premiere. So um, getting to see all of those over again brought both of us oh, back right, right back. to, you know, those, especially the week before I watched those things a dozen times, yeah. like every day, yeah. <laughs> each of them, because I was just so exciting. You know, um, there was one that was. Uh, a cut of one we'd never seen and had a few yeah. different shots it was like an extended version of the final one yeah uh yeah and i wondered if we missed it i thought we yeah. were pretty on top of our game back no, then well, it's, but... it's not on youtube i, I did check again oh, you did? so it was not it was huh. not on at least available in canada there might be yeah. a hidden one on the american site or something like that um but yeah it was it was an extended version of that it was long like it would have been too long for a tv yeah. promo so Maybe Not that we got any released. of the TV promos up here anyway, yeah, exactly, but yeah. all of our watching was done on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it definitely did bring us back. That right just, back to the oh. beginning. Uh, also, the the um, behind-the-scenes photos. There was a photo gallery. Yeah. So some of these photos were kind of floating around for a few days before the release of the box set yesterday, but um, it was really cool to see them all kind of one after the other in, in context of this, you know, amazing... Yeah. box set right yeah. so that you know i'm not usually one to go through all the the photos the behind the scenes photos but this one was was really cool to, mm-hmm. they were worth checking out definitely worth checking out oh and i i guess we forgot the, there's the showtime documentary that one was also on there the three-part showtime documentary featuring you know fans john thorne is on it peter dom is on it um it, it, the one that was that was released right before, yeah. in the weeks before the show actually premiered. Yeah. Um, so that's included. That's nice to have. Um, I don't know. We haven't, we obviously, we haven't completely looked at everything yet. I, I don't know if there are any Easter eggs. I, yeah, I have no idea there, yeah. what, what yeah. else might be on there. So maybe we'll be back to do a part two yeah. of this. But um, I will say it was really quite cool to have that in my hands and to open the box and and see the packaging which everybody really wasn't keen on when they first saw it but i yeah. well, quite because you couldn't like see it. dougie yeah and then as soon as you pull it open no oh, dougie's in there exactly. it's so awesome so it works and yeah. i think it really highlights the the fact that this you know the three roles that kamagwakum played and seeing him transform into each of these three roles behind the scenes yeah um if the man doesn't get a get a Golden Globe yeah. nomination, I yeah. mean the system is broken. Definitely. Um, speaking of nominations, I guess this week the a lot of the critics and magazines and websites have started to come out with their top ten lists, and Twin Peaks is predictably on top of a lot of them, mm-hmm. including being named Sight and Sounds Top Film of the Year, Film yeah. of the Year, yeah. which is interesting in and of itself. I mean, we were told this was going to be an eighteen-hour movie, but to actually have it be recognized as such by the British Film Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. There's another cool. French one too that did the same thing. It was like oh named two. it as oh yeah, number two yeah. yeah as a f- a films of the year yeah yeah I, that's that's I mean understandable I think mm-hmm. predictable I think some people are kind of upset about it. We posted about that on our Facebook today that um, it seems like there's an elevation of film above television that this can't just be television because it's better than television and yeah which maybe is, you can poo poo that yeah because yeah. it's it's clearly I mean, it's the the mediums are getting mixed yeah now, it's not that simple right no i so, mean i mean you couldn't show an 18 hour movie in a, a theater probably i mean if that's well, if that's your cutoff of like something that's distributed through theaters and you can watch them all in one sitting 
then maybe this isn't a film. But I mean, that's an arbitrary distinction as it is anyways, because. And we know lots of people who have sat through the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings. You and me, baby. Every year we do it. Every Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) So So. so there's that. Yeah. But anyway, um, getting back to the box set. Any final thoughts? Um, Was it worth all the trouble it took to get it? it, Well, you uh, did all the hard work. So yes, I'd say it was definitely worth (laughs) your trouble. Uh, But yeah, no, it is really great to uh, watch behind the scenes. Yeah, we haven't haven't watched The Art Life. Um, That's what it's called, right? Uh, So I've never seen David Lynch actually Mm -hmm. working before. The closest I'd gotten was uh, the essay that David Foster Wallace had written about being on set with David Lynch. Um, And of course, it's filtered through that was filtered through David Foster Wallace's unique perspective on everything. Um, but you know, it gave the sense of it being like kind of, uh, almost matching Lynch Lynch's films, Mm. which it doesn't like this, like this is a very, uh, kind of traditional working environment. It It feels like, like it feels like just like, this is like every other Hollywood set. It's a fairly positive one. There's not a lot of animosity, but you know, there's some, People are working long days and it's stressful and and they get you know, short with each other. Yeah, and, and it's not exactly what you and want. And David Lynch you want also is yeah. When you want the the you fix it all or fix it all, it whatever yeah. it is, and instead somebody brings you plaster of Paris. And you just say Shh, bullshit, but you know you can roll with it. But I mean, even even he his frustrations over the tight production deadlines mm-hmm. and and everything are are showing and and uh, it's it's he has this crew around him that keep him on track and yeah. that otherwise he would just go off into dreamland and, and these shoots would, t- this is what happens with the eraser head. You end up with a seven year long production. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean it, it was, I thought it was great. I'm really looking forward to watching, rewatching the episodes, the parts again in glorious Blu-ray high def. Yep. Uh, but yeah, worth every penny as far as I'm concerned. I hope that everybody who ordered theirs either gets, gets yeah. theirs f- through Amazon or through Best Buy or through Zavi or able to find it in some other location before the holidays because um, it would really be tragic if if mm-hmm. this experience, the end of this experience is marred by, you know, yeah. shipping delays. Especially, yeah, for Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah. You hope you get it before Christmas. Right? Yeah. For Christmas, at least. Yes. Yeah. So this is Bickering Peaks signing off. Uh, with our mini-sode about Twin Peaks, a limited series event box set on Blu-ray. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy your box set. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with... Eraserhead. Eraserhead. If you're enjoying the show and want to join the conversation, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bickeringpeaks, all one word. You can also follow us on Twitter, that's at bickeringpeaks. Or you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review or comment. We'd love to hear from you.